You're listening to the Gab Street Podcast, Columbus, Ohio's number one podcast for underground talent. Every week we have new conversations with interesting individuals who contribute to the Columbus economy and its lively culture. You may find just what you're looking for right in your backyard. Let's get right into it. Just because, um, like, THC is what gets you high. It's, like, what most people like about it. They, like, oh, I'm fried right now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it has, like, a lot of benefits with creativity and, uh, you know, social interaction, different things like that can help with anxiety. But CBD is the one that's, like, truly medicinal. That's why it's actually legal. And it doesn't get you high. And that's what they always are going against. Because I used to think, oh, weed's just, like, this miracle thing. That's why it's illegal. But they just want THC to be illegal for whatever reason. Yeah. Doesn't really help capitalism, I guess, maybe. <laughs> I can't really make a... I can't think of a good reason for it. I think they're coming around. I think that once they realize how much money they can make... Oh, yeah. That's what that's what it's been recently within the past, like... Like, what was it? Probably a decade by now. They've slowly just been, like, turning it into legitimate business. Yeah. Me and my friend were talking the other day, like... Um, Actually, no, me and my dad, I was trying to convince him that we should legalize all drugs. I was just, like, saying, like, Agreed. the amount of money, dude, we've made off of weed. Just imagine if we were taxing heroin and meth well, and selling clean versions of it, that Administering product. them in a clinical environment. Yeah, like, yeah, where you key. could actually, okay. no, yeah. like, n- nobody would overdose if you knew exactly how much shit you were taking. Doctors don't cut drugs. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's and Unless that's the a thing. Bad doctor, but. Like I've thought of that same thought with legalizing everything and then I kind of started to like, you know, just seeing certain people how addicted they are, but when you guys bring it to my attention like within that uh, you know, viewpoint, that actually does make a lot of sense, you know. Just making sure they know what they get. My biggest thing is also the education, drug education, mm-hmm, like exactly. starting at a young age cuz like we need something better than dare. Yeah, tell, dude, they're such a joke. We need to tell kids the drugs are going to make you feel amazing, but it's going to have repercussions on yeah. your health later on in your life. Yeah, tell them, like, you don't know. Be like, don't be, like, just, like, this shit is evil. If you touch it, you're going to turn into Satan. That's what I'm saying. Reefer Madness and shit like that just makes me upset, dude. It's like, come on. And you know why I started smoking cigarettes? It was because Dare lied to me about weed. And I was like, well, if weed's not so bad, cigarettes can't be so bad. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong <laughs> for, like, you know, that distrust. Yeah, so my dumbass started smoking cigarettes when I was 16, and I could still be smoking, like, now if I hadn't had the, I don't know. Willpower? I'm glad that I quit. Oh, I still vape. I don't have the best willpower. You're right. It's the next step, though, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's all steps, like, man, like, I, I don't judge anybody for it. It's just really sad nowadays, though, like... Because when you, like, I was smoking black amounts. I started smoking cigarettes, and then one day I was high in, like, sophomore year. And I was like, these are gross. And plus, like, I grew up, you know, my mom smoked. I didn't like it. And I was like, I feel like a hypocrite. But then I kept smoking black amounts, which is, like, not even different at all. It's just probably worse. And I just now, like, last year, I was working at my job. I would walk to work, and I knew I was addicted because I was like, I am involuntarily thinking about where I could stop at on my way to work mm. and way home from work to buy black and mild involuntarily. And I'm like catching myself doing that. So I'm like, this is a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now that I've quit that, I'm not smoking right now. I don't drink. And, you know, seeing people that are doing those things is like, I don't judge them, but it is a lot more sad being from that like clear state of view. Cause it's like, it's one thing to just do it and you enjoy it. It's another thing when it's a reoccurring problem. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel so lucky that I never touched anything, like, hard, because, man, like, one of my friends, I just found out she's on fentanyl, and, like, Ooh. yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, it's, it's all right. I don't say that to, like, get sympathy, but. No, yeah. No, it sucks, man. I lost a friend recently, too, and, um, you know, it's never easy, but it's, that's, that's the biggest reason why I quit. That's the biggest reason why I'm sober now, because I'm, like, yeah, I see where, not that I think that I'm leading myself down a path to get to that point, but I'm like, I want to be the example. I don't want to be above anyone, but I want to be the example where it's like, you can enjoy it and you can still step away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can still be around people who do enjoy it and like, you know, not like, hey, stop doing that. This is what it's doing to you. Instead, just be like, you know, I'm doing my thing. I feel good. We, we normalize drugs in this culture mm -hmm. and glorify them. Society, like, <clears throat> Like, people don't actually realize how awesome it is to be sober. Dude, it feels great. Yeah. Especially if you are a person that practices spirituality, just like the, the act of cleansing and mm. whether it's drugs or it's uh, drinking more water or, you know, eating a cleaner diet, you know, those things really, like, they pay off. It's hard work, but it really does pay off. Yeah. What does uh, spirituality mean to you? Spirituality, in my, the way I kind of understand it is, like, the art of understanding both like the external world and like that your own internal world and kind of like understanding all the differences between the two but also the fact that they're one and the same mm. and uh good answer yeah because like i don't have like a religion that i uh subscribe to but you know growing up and i talked to i talk about things like this from time to time on my facebook but when i grew up i was a rebellious child mm. and a lot of things happened to me and at one point i considered myself atheist which was the, my most depressed time of my life same and you know, both my parents were christian and me being rebellious and like everything that was happening i'm just like oh christianity's bullshit man all these people are hypocrites all this stuff but nowadays like i find a lot of truth in christianity you know what i mean the the problem isn't christianity it's like a lot of people just say they practice it but they don't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's not like the ultimate truth either none of it is it's yeah. just like the golden rule is something everyone should live by though that's my favorite thing in the bible the do unto others as you would have others do unto you that that is yeah you can't go wrong if you live yeah. like that you really can't and um you know what i mean i i, I would see myself as like a, a it's a term i heard from someone recently i can't remember word for word i think it's collective spiritualist but I may be wrong. So, like, I could read the Bible, I could read the Quran, I could study Buddhism, you know, all, all these different things, and take, like, what makes sense to me, what seems like truth, and incorporate it into, like, you know, my own, like, not my own religion, but my own, like, ideology of how to be a better me. Do you believe in global consciousness? I do, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I make music. I think I pull it from somewhere. Mm. I, yeah yeah i okay. feel that i'm a yeah. i'm a tool i'm an instrument i am a t antenna you know what i mean like all of us are because like thoughts like uh have you ever heard of andrew schultz and charlamagne the yeah, god yeah yeah I, I love charlamagne yeah. they have a, a a podcast together and andrew said that on one of them he was like i mean obviously he got it from somewhere else but it's like people don't have ideas ideas have people <laughs> and when he said yeah. that i was like that's yeah. so trippy but yeah. that's like that's yeah, true you know what i mean it's true yeah it's one of those things where people say that and you're like that's far out man but like if you really think about it yeah and that's the reason like when you and me make a song we can listen to it right after we made it and like it's almost like it's not our song but yeah. the first time you play it and you're like oh shit like 
I just did that, but it doesn't really truly feel like you just did it. It's almost like you pull it out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that making music, it's like an altered state of consciousness. And th I would say that's probably like, like taking away other highs out of my life that I get through like drugs or different things like that. I feel like music is like the same, except it works better for me because I'm passionate about it. You know what I mean? You know what's funny you say that? Um, I, I briefly... Um, did uh, did cocaine in high school yeah and Are i remember okay this being on the episode yeah that's cool okay cool i'm very open about my past cool. but um like that that high that you get when you do coke um it's almost like this like euphoria like i'm a fucking god i'm the, <laughs> I'm the coolest guy you're not wrong man. but um what's funny is um don't do cocaine by the way cocaine is an overrated drug <laughs> It's yeah, really not. Don't. It's really not that good. It's not worth it. Um, but I remember um, I've had I've had times in my life where like I just made a song, and the feeling I get when I'm listening to that is better than when I yeah. did cocaine in the past. And the thing about that is, the song is like it's free, and you can continue listening to it. The worst thing about cocaine is the fact that you feel so good for such a short amount of time, and that's why people are like, oh, I gotta get more, I gotta get more. It's but, like you know, I the way I see drugs is almost like cheat like cheat codes to yeah. emotion like you can feel that sort of high in a sober mind state but you gotta earn it it's almost like getting there without earning it bro acid is just up up down down start <laughs> dude i swear to god it is i'm glad you say that too that's like that's actually a really good point it's a really good way to like you know look at it and kind of like rationalize it because yeah yeah, all these things are possible. Like you, you can achieve enlightenment through an intense psychedelic experience, or you could really work for it and build that discipline. You mm -hmm. can fast and all these different things. And my friend, um, my friend Leo, shout out to him. He, he has this thing he's told me about. It's uh, what is it? It's like unearned wisdom or something like that. Wisdom that essentially you can get from like a psychedelic experience, but you didn't earn that wisdom through experience. So it's like. You know what I mean? Like you, you understand it, but not fully. You don't fully grasp it. So it can mm -hmm. lead you. Let's say you have like a really transcendental, like deep psychedelic experience, and you you only experience it for like a brief amount of time, and then it's like chasing a dragon. You know, you're always trying to get back to that, and you try to like, you know what I mean? It takes away from it the more that you're trying to like chase it and hold on to it, because that's not that's not the meaning of it. It's sad when you see people who think that psychedelics um, are the only like that is the path to whatever that sort of enlightenment people are looking for is because like it's almost like you're kidding yourself it's like yeah. some people get really delusional and they think that they have to take psychedelics on a regular basis for the rest of their life if they want to yeah man. do whatever like <laughs> enlightenment i hate the term enlightenment so much it's such really? a cliche i mean i i see where you see where you like see it as like a cliche thing but like i don't know i mean it's just the idea of like the light you know coming to you i mean it's a beautiful idea and i do think that as a human race we are in sort of a stage of enlightenment so you feel like we've devalued it essentially basically i yeah. think that like the like people like just the idea that someone would be like some people close. think that they're woke for just like having the most basic ass humanitarian beliefs like someone really 
some people out there really think they're woke because they think Black Lives Matter. Like that's not a woke thing. Like that's just like I swear to God. That's like <laughs> that's just being a like decent person. Yeah, just like chew with your mouth closed. Like that's just you know. Yeah, I'm, fucking... I'm, I'm fucking enlightened. I chew with my mouth closed, dog. Get on my level, <laughs> dude. Like yeah, a lot of a lot of people are very shallow when it comes to things like that. So yeah, like, so yeah, that's what I mean when I say that I don't like it. Yeah, no, and I I agree with that completely. Because a lot of people, a lot of people undervalue things like that. I've been yeah. listening to Sadhguru lately on YouTube, hmm. and he talks about uh, meditation, kind of like the same sense. Like the Western society, we've kind of taken the term meditation, and we see it as like because the way he was explaining it, it's like you don't necessarily sit and meditate. If you cultivate a, a lifestyle of being, you know, contemplating how you feel. You know dealing with your emotions and your thoughts and actually like bringing things to resolution and like conducting yourself as like a you know a good person and all these different qualities you attain the meditative quality that that is a he says that's a consequence of those actions people want the consequence but they don't want to take the actions to achieve that consequence mm, okay and i was like yeah you're right i mean he is a guru after all man i get I cringe so hard when like I'll talk to people who have no idea what meditation really is too where like oh meditation and they'll sit there and they'll cross their leg and go oh like they'll actually which is technically yeah. in some cultures a type of meditation when it comes to like you know Hindu rituals and such yeah but they think that's the only way you do it and they do it super like caricatured yeah emphasize like they they exaggerate it and we're like look you don't know yourself clearly um <laughs> yeah so much of that's the media man they like yeah they they make it they're always trying to make things look sexy they're always trying to make things seem like crazier than they really are like they make fun of shit yeah that too yeah, yeah. that's a big yeah constantly it's crazy man yeah i i was i was raised in a household of, of meditation and uh not necessarily avoiding conflict but you know how transmuting some, it exactly like you know how in some martial arts you, you, the hit will come towards you and you take it and you just throw it yeah yeah that's that's the it's, biggest thing about it it's like it's the art of like you know facing these things head on and like you know what i mean not giving it the same energy back exactly it, it's like it, it's like uh social jujitsu yeah <laughs> dude, I love that. <laughs> you should write that down bro <laughs> just taking the fuck you and just like throwing it next to you instead of taking it and like throwing it back you know what yeah, I yeah mean? because that's the harder thing to do and that's the better thing to do it's like it takes a lot of practice that's something i'm still getting better at you know because i'm a young person i'm only 22 so you know so every now and then something happens someone says something to me i'm just like oh, i didn't like that but you know i'm just I, I try to step back more often nowadays and think like one you know maybe they're not having a good day you know maybe mm -hmm. something's happened to them maybe i remind them of someone they don't like there's a lot of different things and two what have i done to contribute to this exactly you know what yeah. i mean like if i piss someone off whether intentionally or unintentionally i should be conscious of like what i did at least because like well, the only thing i can control is what i do i can't control what other people think because that's their reality and if they're trying to project that onto me i don't have to accept that as mine you know what have been some scenarios that you've had to deal with like that in the recent past, if you can remember any? In the recent past. Although I can't imagine anybody being like, fuck you, Pi. But like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, I mean, every now and then, you know, like, 
I'm just gonna do like a broad statement for now just because sure. I can't remember like but every now and then you know I'll have disagreements with people where it's like a fundamental like belief like disagreement and it kind of gets to like a heated or at least like the the precursor to like a heated argument you know what I mean then I'll sit I'll sit back like I, me and my girl do this every now and then not that like you know we like argue and it gets like heat like super heated like that but like mm-hmm. we'll have disagreements and that's that's another thing where it's like these like relationships and like social interaction it takes a lot of hard work especially if you're an empath because i feel mm. things very deeply and heavily yeah and it's like i try to think i'm like am i projecting my like what i am what my beliefs are what i am thinking onto them and trying to like make them believe it or am i just simply like providing it like hey here's something to think about here's what i think instead of like here's what you should think because mm. like sometimes you know we can unintentionally do that and I'm trying to become more conscious of things like that, you know what I mean? And just like the way I conduct myself, cause like there are certain like things I have about myself that like I've noticed some people don't like sometimes, like sometimes I don't reply fast enough and just little things I can work on. You like digitally. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same problem. Yeah. Yes, you do. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> very bad. It's like the, fact that, the fact that I'm conscious about it though, that alone is already like, that's like half of the battle, yep. you know what I mean? So it's like, just little things like that. Nothing huge. But if I think of anything, I'll try to bring it up. Because that, that happens to me sometimes. Like, it'll just... Out of nowhere. <laughs> cool. Yeah, when people say, like, knowing is half the battle, that's really what they mean. It's yeah. like, knowing that you have the habit. is like, oh, well, now I can focus on this and give it attention. Because a lot of people will have something mm-hmm. that, you know, is genuinely considered a problem by a lot of people. But they don't uh, consider it a problem. Like, Nah, I'm good. Like, just yeah. most of the time, you know. I, I try to be very out in the open of like things that, you know, I've noticed people notice about me a lot, and things I've noticed about myself a lot. So that way, like people who have the same issues maybe can relate, and people who have the same issues who have uh, conquered those can like, you know, step in. Because at that point, I'm being vulnerable. I'm approachable. Like be like, hey, here's what I've done to you know help myself with that. So. I try to be like a lot more open when it comes to stuff like that nowadays. That's why we need others to know ourselves. This is true. Yeah, always need that reflection. Aaron, what's something about me that I don't know? What's something <laughs> about you that you don't know? What, what have I not noticed? You know nothing. <laughs> hmm, that's a good question, actually. Come back to that. Come okay, back to that. sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you time to think. Um, we're already like 20 minutes in, which is cool. That was quick. We'll go ahead and do an introduction now. Okay. Yes, <laughs> Welcome to Gab Street. Welcome back to Gab Street. I forget what number episode this is. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna guess 72. Nah, we're way past 72. Oh, we are. 85. Yeah. I think Eight. this is like 79. 79. This Word. might be 79. Word. Either 79 or 77. Hell yeah. You decide, listeners. What is it? Yeah. Um, what's today's <laughs> we'll episode? Look at the title of the episode and see. Uh, we have an artist who goes by Pi. P-I exclamation point. P-I exclamation point. Do not forget the exclamation point. Is that name because your creativity, the end of it cannot be traced? You know what? I love that. Hmm. That is part of it. (laughs) The other part is that uh, through distribution services, I have learned that a lot of people in the world, unsurprisingly, have thought of the name Pi. (laughs) So I don't want to be grouped with everybody else. Because it's not that, like, you know, I think I'm necessarily better than them or anything, but I just want to stand on my own, you know what I mean? Yeah, search so. engine optimization. Yeah, mm-hmm. so just that little exclamation point. Plus, it's cool because it's like the upwards eye and, like, the downwards eye. It's like, a du- it's like a duality yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that is cool. That's cool. 
What is in in math? Like, what's the term that the exclamation point does? Where it's like one times two times three, or no, one plus two. I cannot three, remember. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, I don't the, even fucking. Oh, uh, it's like some. It, it has to do with factors, doesn't it? Factorial. Yeah, that's what it is. Ironically, being that I am pi, I'm not the greatest at math. You know, when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to um like simpler like algebra and things like that, just like solving for something, I'm pretty good at that. Because like you can apply that to everyday life. You yeah. know, like same thing I was talking about earlier. If like social you know issues, you'd be like, here's what I've done to contribute yeah. to it. Here's what they're doing that I don't like. You can come together and have a, co- a conversation to reach X or whatever. It's, it's really funny, but I actually was probably my best at math when I was like 12 years old. Really? Mm, I, well, mm, uh, maybe say 14, because I stopped doing my homework once I got to freshman in high school. Dude, same. <laughs> <laughs> like, once I got to high school, I kind of just, like, stopped. I skated by all of high school, pretty much. I kind of, it's not, I'm not proud of it, but I just... High school is not a place to learn stuff. It yeah, really it's a it's a social playground mostly. Like I feel like the most important lessons you get from high school is social things. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I uh, am fortunate to have a memory that can gain the system. Yeah. <laughs> so I, actually, I don't know if I mentioned Aaron. Do you do you know like what my grades have been like? Probably in good. The past? I imagine. I have a four in college right now. Good oh, job. Wow, dude. But Hell yeah. This is not something I talk about because people don't like hearing that. But um, oh, that's good work, man. Thank you. But I also place very little value on high school education mm-hmm. because, let's say, you know the whole judging a fish by its ability to climb a tree kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm the monkey in the situation, you know, where I actually I have the ability to climb the tree. Other people are being judged for skills that they don't have, but yeah. they have skills that do provide value. Yeah, for instance, like, I was an artist, so, you know, a lot of shit that they're trying to teach me, I mean, granted, they do have certain, like, art mediums, but that's not, like, what I was going for, you know, because they're more so, like, here's how you do it, and it's like, you don't understand what I'm trying to do. Exactly. But, yeah, like, I didn't thrive in school most of my life because, you know, a lot of things they're trying to teach me are very, very uh, logical, like certain like left brain just you know those type of things which is like good to have you know i'm not i'm not a dummy like i understand a lot of things but like i'm i'm more so like into the arts i'm more so into like learning cool shit like that you know and that provides just as much if not more value to a society than say an accountant yeah because because we need we need people who are entertaining people that are creating because like you know, that keeps the world going just as much as, you know, the people that are counting the money, printing the money, fucking... The accountant listens to music. <laughs> yeah. Probably has a favorite song that lets them get through their accountant day, you know? Can you imagine Quarter me counting in a world brick, without music? Whole brick, hey! <laughs> <laughs> counting that shit, bro. Yeah. Man, what a boring world. That is... Be. That just made me depressed thinking about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Fucking accounting, bro. <laughs> thinking about accounting is that what it was man like i could be an accountant you i don't your, want to you make your money counting money that's just yeah that's a soul-sucking job yeah that would be tough for me anything that requires me to like sit down is, <laughs> is honestly pretty tough <laughs> if you need to stand up and walk around during the interview i understand oh no i should be good because like you know what i mean there's like a lot going on up here Fair enough. but like when it comes to like a job where i'm like just uh, uh, dude i can't feel that i cannot yeah 
my right. mom's been working from home and what's she... the worst job you ever worked oh ooh. so <laughs> big lots was pretty bad because yeah, it, it was brief bad. but so I, I get a job there because my friend lance works there shout out to lance Payne. um so there's one other male other than us two that are working there and he's like a short smaller dude so they have they get truck in right so we're unloading the freight from the truck we're like the two guys are doing that and i don't mind that i like that type of stuff i like physical labor I like pushing myself and um there's like a thing of sparkling water and one of them like fell off and it was like dented it was all fucked up so i was like oh they probably won't sell that i was like lance you think i should try this and he's like yeah so i drank it and i'm like oh that's nasty i let it like pour out of the truck continue working bro tell me why like three days later this dude shows up all suited up and shit and we get called back to get a talking to and he's like first of all he tells me i am a petty uh petty mind you uh fuck like you know how walmart and places like that shrink like they keep track of like things they're losing and stuff like that that's essentially what his job was but on a petty level and he's sitting here trying to like make me feel bad for what i did and he's like asking me questions like oh what'd you think of it and i'm like the fuck are you t it wasn't good and he's like yeah we have cameras and microphones in the trucks so i'm like well that would have been fucking nice to know <laughs> what else did you get like bro i would have poured it on those <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like what 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 all have i said that you guys have recorded that's weird as fuck that is yeah. weird that was weird and just like just the environment of that store is just like eh. also for the for like why are they watching you and like listening that? because cameras is one thing i get that but the, the microphones is what really the, like but put the me thing off. is they're not gonna like make an investigation because one sparkling water shows up missing which means they were just watching you for no reason yeah that's fucking creepy bro even at that point like when i where i left it you could have probably seen it on the camera on the building like i wasn't trying to hide it at all i was yeah. just like that's waste like <laughs> you were gonna throw it out i'm a believer in trusting first let me explain this so you put cameras there in the first place people aren't gonna feel trusted right yeah people usually act pretty well in an, in an honor system kind of thing you know just be cool to one another it's not like i feel like surveillance is very unnecessary in a lot of places that it currently is active i feel like it's the the flexing of power that a lot <laughs> yeah. of people have you know what i mean because you know it's what? like if yeah no worries yeah they like they have the ability to you know have the surveillance so they're like at that point they're like they mask it as oh you know we're taking preventative measures but really what it is at the root is like we have the power to flex over people and watch them and you know com compartmentalize what is just natural human behavior it's just it's weird we also got an email from a from sur surveillance contractor <laughs> like and, and just did it because of that Really? That's probably most of the... No, I'm not saying... I'm just saying like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, my, no, that's my old job at Piata, they should have had cameras, but they didn't. Like, no cameras. And the uh, AGM stole money out of the safe. And they couldn't prove it. <laughs> Dude, nice. <laughs> See, it's like... And, and they think of things like that, and they're like, yeah, that's why we gotta have cameras. Where, which, I mean, I understand, so maybe have a couple. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe have a camera on a safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, at the very least, lock the safe when no one's in the office. They didn't like, even lock it? Bro, I was back there all the time. I could have just taken stacks of cash maybe out that Maybe you should have, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's whack as fuck. 
Another terrible job Bro. I had was also McDonald's. Oh, I don't even need to food. explain yeah, that. It's McDonald's, dude. It was terrible. I was <laughs> going through a lot of my life, man. The only cool thing about that is the fact that I rode my bike to work and home every cool. day. So, like, pretty cool. the bike path is nice, you know. There's yeah. this big-ass hill I have to ride up and then go down at night. And it's, like, surrounded by wood, so it's, like, spooky. I'm nice. like, shit, I hope I don't crash. <laughs> the only thing I like about working fast food is how much dumb shit you can get away with. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so much dude i used to take a nug every now and then yeah. <laughs> pop in my mouth <laughs> anywhere where your chances of falling into a fryer are above zero is not the kind of place i want to be mm, shout out to canes oh man <laughs> canes is the the best example of like just high reward at the beginning and just horrible payoff afterward because i'll eat a whole I'll, like i'll eat i'll finish a caniac like don't get me wrong but I will just feel like death for the next, like, three days. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan. I'm going to make this clear because I am a vegetarian now, so I mean that I am a bit biased in a way. But mm. when I did eat meat and I had canes, I was never, like, a huge fan. I thought their chicken was a bit, like, mediocre. Uh, the, sauce, the sauce. The sauce and the toast. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. toast. You know what I mean? Agreed. That's, that was always my thing with it. I, I, have you had the Popeye's chicken sandwich? I gotta know. I have never had Popeye's at all. Have you had the Popeye's chicken sandwich, no, bro? Sir. I'm trying. You to remember eat. when that was like the thing everybody was yeah. talking yeah, about? Yeah. I even saw someone say, "Bro, Corona came from the Popeye's chicken <laughs> sandwich." I was like, "Yo, dude, maybe it did." That wouldn't surprise me. People were freaking out about that shit. Oh man, did you go vegetarian for your health or for the planet? Oh, both. Because, like, you know, I had thought about doing it for a while, and it's like every time I tried it, I just would end up beating me again. The biggest reason why is because, like, when people offer me food, I have a really hard time saying no. Cause I grew up in, like, a poorer household, mm. so it's like when you had less, I feel like when you're younger, and this isn't for everyone, but me personally, it's like when I'm offered something, I'm like... Yeah, because, mm. you know, there might be a time where I don't have as much, so, I mean, right now I can enjoy it, but, you know, I found ways around that. And when I, like, fully decided to do it, it was around the time I quit smoking black and milds. I quit drinking soda and shit. And I had a dream shortly after starting where I ate meat. And I was like, man, not again. Like, I really thought I was serious about it this time. And I felt like shit in that dream. And as soon as I woke up, I was like, that wasn't real. Like, I care about this a lot on a subconscious level. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep it up. And that was, like, you know, over a year ago. Now, at this point, I'm like... Every now and then, I've, I've done it a couple times, every now and then, like, seafood. But other than that, I mean, I don't really have any plans in the near future to, like, you know, go back. I, I think it was a really nice move in my life, though, because I started cooking more. Hmm. And a lot of different things like that. Yeah, you save more money that way. Yeah, ideally, I would like to learn how to, like, grow my own food mm -hmm. and just be more sustainable in general. That'd be really cool. Yeah, like, have one of those... Like, you just, you just buy a shed on someone's property and just, Dude. like, live no money-free. If you've listened to Gap Street in the past, you know that the show is dedicated to showing off awesome Columbus culture. Now we're putting not only our voices forward, but a helping hand. Through the summer of 2020, Gap Street will be collaborating with Raven's Hood Music Group to create the Columbus Creatives COVID Grant. This grant is a fundraising initiative aimed toward helping creatives in Columbus who have been impacted financially by the COVID crisis. We will be accepting applications through Saturday, August 15th. 
and we will be accepting funds through August 31st. Voting will take place during those 16 days. You can find links to the donation pages and how you can apply in the description of this episode. Now back to the show. You know what I was thinking um, the other day is like, why don't we as a culture just start planting gardens in our front yards? How cool would that be if every neighborhood had just a garden? That would be sweet. Either that or like we dedicated a space every like certain amount, like square mile or whatever, where it's like a big ass garden. That would be sick. And people like, you know, there's certain spots where people can come, you know, have their contributions and their fucking offerings people people love crystals glee the crystals there and shit like that you know just make beautiful spaces because like that that improves everybody's mood and then when you can eat from it it's like hell yeah (laughs) yeah man so in a city like as big as this is you know it's a bit harder but it's like i was saying you know every like certain amount of space you know like because it's a community community thing you know yeah, imagine the Columbus Commons being lined with, like, tomato plants. That would be awesome. You, so just go, you just go to the, the Columbus Commons, you're seeing a concert, you just, like, grab tomatoes. But, like, honestly... That'd be sick. Lawn, yeah. Manicured lawns are some dumb shit. Like... Straight up. We don't... Yeah! Dude, I've sure never do. understood that my whole life. I'm like... I mean, yeah, I'll mow the grass because I have to, but, the like, why? What's the point? Yo, one time, um, when I was younger, I didn't mow the lawn for like a month or two and the city contacted my mom and they were like mow your fucking lawn or we're gonna fine you <laughs> oh my dude yeah like see that's going way too far yeah, it's I like know. maybe if you just suggested like hey you should mow that lawn but like we're gonna make you pay us money yeah. if you don't mow that they were even lawn. threatening her with jail time i believe are you serious yeah you gotta be no bro dude. i um, need to see documentation bro. of that i can't <laughs> that's hilarious no. that is some hank hill shit dude Honestly, like, part of me would want to, like, you know, risk it just to see if they're being serious, like, deadass, bro. Deadass, yeah. And the day they come to grab me, I'm, like, already mowing it, like, oh, yeah, nice to see you. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to see if you're being serious. You can be, uh put in jail for grass in more ways than one I oh guess. <laughs> all right bro I see y'all here at the bars today <laughs> zay what was the bar you dropped on me earlier you said something about fucking I, I i told you after i was like you can't say bars yet we're not recording oh oh yeah you picked up my hatchet yeah i said <laughs> walk in with a ratchet except that shit's a hatchet hey <laughs> <laughs> that's some dumb shit no, I swear, though, you can really get someone with that, though, because, like, you know, a gun's already scary enough, but when you're about to have a hatchet thrown at you, then that's, like, that's way worse. That means, like, they only got one chance to hit you, and they know they're going to. Yeah, it's like, I have full faith in myself right now. <laughs> one shot, one kill, bro. Like, that's... Yeah. That's terrifying. That's crazy. You can miss with a gun and just, like, not care. Yeah. You know? And then you could be like, oh, shit, I missed with all of them. And then you're done. Or, you know, like, maybe they have one bullet. They shoot you somewhere that's not vital, and you could still fight them off. Like, if someone hits you even just in the arm with that, like, you are not going to be able to fight back well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be some scary shit. Some dude just running at you with a hatchet. <laughs> as much as I'm not, like, a violent person, like, things like that are fascinating to me. You know, like, cool yeah. swords and just, like, mm-hmm. just the art of, like, oh, dude. warfare. Oh, dude. The Tarantino Shrine. Yeah. It's all violent as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like, that stuff's always... It's really... It's really interesting, you know what I mean? Like, I try not to, like... You know, put out 
too much violent energy or anything like that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's impossible to not have any, but, dude, it's like, I don't know, just human nature and just how, like, crazy it can get is just like, dude. <laughs> well, if you think about it, there, there's a book I've read most of called The Better like, Better Angels of Our Nature. It's by Steven Pinker. I think y'all should read it. But um, it talks about how, like, we're the modern day is the least violent. Oh, for sure. That we, mm-hmm. like, we've... Yep. Literally exponentially gotten less violent. And I'd like to point out the example of violence moving from real life as in like medieval times of people putting people on wagon wheels for fun and then like now it's just in video games and movies. Like it transitioned into the Yeah, we made it like era. an existential thing. Exactly. And like are you are you a fan of like well choreographed like martial arts movie violence yeah. and stuff like that? Okay. I love that shit. I would never punch Have you ever seen It Man? Yes. Dude, that shit is that shit is tight, bro. My uncle showed me that when I was younger. Dude. It's it's top top quality shit. Have you ever seen The Raid? Or have you heard of The Raid? I don't think I've seen that one. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, The Raid Redemption, there's also a Raid 2, is a an Indonesian film and I'm I'm one for uh, subs. I, I'd rather go subs than dubs. Subs are great. Okay, thank you. I'm very happy you agree with me on that. Um, but it's all in Indonesia, like, whatever the language is called, I don't know if it's called Indonesian or not, but, um, and it's just the, it's widely lauded as the best choreographed fight movie ever. Like, ultra-violence, for sure, not for everyone, but... I'm gonna have to have you write down these things before I leave today, like, that movie, the book you mentioned, because I, I've, sometimes things just, like, blow out of my mind. You know, sometimes I re-listen to the episodes just to catch something that i forgot yeah (laughs) i'll be like wait what was that and that's that's the beauty of like you know having things like podcasts and you know radio and music just all these things because you you know you're documenting something that like otherwise you might lose like there's a book i've been reading that talks about that towards the end is just journaling you know tracking your progress you know your thoughts getting to know your inner self because that's what it really is it's like bridges that gap between you externally and your inner self what's going on that you're not always fully aware of do you uh are you the kind of person that journals on a regular basis i'm trying to get back to it you know um i did have a little period of time where i was doing it like really often dude and like within just like a week i had pages and pages and pages because i was just writing down like not every little thing that was happening but everything that like i felt like should be wrote down which is just yeah a lot of shit that happens on a daily basis you know Uh very profound conversations uh you know, working on music ideas that I have. I, I find that it helps me. It's just like, it's one of those things where it takes discipline. You just have to put set aside the time to do it. I'll probably go back and listen to this show in like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll just be like, wait. Actually, you know Did what? You? That's a really cool idea. Yeah. You'll always have this. That's what, yeah, I was just about to say that. You, you have this forever to like grow from and like, it's impossible Bro. to get all of this and absorb all of it. Honestly, the main reason I make music is just so when I'm 50, I can, like, listen back through my catalog and get to feel what I was feeling when I was yeah. 14 again. And yeah. it'll bring back memories, too. Like, yeah. oh, man, that night I was tripping balls and I fucking made this beat and this it just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then all those other wacky shit, things that happened that night, all the shenanigans. Like, what else would allow me to just capture my youth? in a way like that like 
Other I than a Free Kodak Part 2. Yeah, Free Kodak Part 2. <laughs> I actually made that private. You can no longer... Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I made... Free, I'm still waiting on Part 1, dude. Free Kodak Part 2. <laughs> that's private. Uh, premium Trash is private. Um. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I almost spit my tea out right there. <laughs> that was close. That was hella close, bro. Yeah, I'm afraid. I've gotten to the point now where I'm just truly like embarrassed by my old stuff and i'm like i kind of feel the way with some of my old stuff too not like all of it you know i shouldn't say embarrassed like i love all my songs even the bad ones but i just don't want people to think that that's me like i'm afraid that you've grown dude i'm like i've got so many good songs that i'm afraid someone who's never heard of me is gonna come to my page and see the wrong one that's the first bad idea like you gotta document the journey though Mm -hmm. that's true yeah no well actually i have a plan for that so, what I'm going to do is most of the songs event on my page right now are eventually going to go private because, like, most of them are just me figuring out how to make music. That's like... Even Memento Mori? Probably. Oh, sad. I made that beat. <laughs> yeah. You make beats, man? Sometimes. Um, it's, it's been a it's while. It's not going to be gone forever, though. I'm going to have a separate SoundCloud account Okay. where... Like, I'm not going to tell anyone about it, but if you know, you know. And if you want to listen to those old things, you can go back and there'll be a little secret bonus. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool idea. Yeah, because it's like, it, it'll show you, you know, you have fans and then you have, like, diehard fans. Like, people that really, yeah. like, you know. But, like, honestly, I really think that's going to be a beautiful thing just when I actually am making the music I want to listen to. Like, people can go back and listen to the first song I ever made on my laptop when I was 18 to that, like... Lil Wayne beat <laughs> and they can be like wow this is what he started as and now look at him like making his instrumentals from scratch and singing and mixing and mastering it all himself and it's gonna be really cool that's a beautiful thing man yeah I have a I literally have like hours worth of like unreleased music but I'm really bad about that just like you a bit of a perfectionist yeah yeah dude sometimes it really like hinders me and that's that's something that's one of the biggest things I'm working on this year is just trying to like you know, put it all out in the open, just get more stuff out. Yeah. And I, I'm actually working on getting a website made right now. Mm. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, Harbinger, DJ yeah. Harbinger, uh, he's actually working on websites. So, Fuck you yeah, know, dude. if you guys need that, you know, get a hold of me or him. And mm. he's doing good prices for that. But My man, Maximiliano. Yeah, he's a cool ass dude, too. But that's probably one of the pages I'm going to have on there is just like a time vault and just like and not even like promote those old songs. I'm just going to throw a shitload of them on there. And it's yeah. like anybody who's just got some time and they like me and my artistry, just go through it. Yeah. How do you feel you've grown over the course of your making music? Dude, just in the past year alone, like I've been making music since like, let's say my freshman summer was when I started writing rhymes and like school. all that. Yeah, because... Um, my friend Lance Bittinger, who now lives in Colorado, was, like, I always love rap, but, like, I listen to more electronic stuff, like, throughout middle school and early high school, like, drum and bass, dubstep and shit like that. I loved it, man. And then he was, like, he really loved hip-hop, and he was showing me a lot of, a lot of kind of current stuff and a lot of older stuff, too, and I was just like, wow. Like, a lot of the stuff you're listening to, it's not like it was all foreign to me, but it was just like, this is so good, and it's inspiring. Like, it's hitting a part of me that, like... I don't know I had it had like hit like that and we just started like every now and then we'd fuck around just like freestyle a little bit and he'd, he'd look at me sometimes he'd just be like dude like that was really good and I was like no it wasn't like what are you talking about and he's like no dude like you're good and then we started writing in his camper he had out back just listening to beats 
over and over and over that and over like and over pie, and over. Dude. Yeah, dude. And then like, eventually, I just I became Pi. I wasn't Pi when I first started. I was Mike G. Okay. And then I, uh, you know, that dream was kind of crushed because Odd Future has Mike G. Yeah. And I kind of tried to take that from him. I love Mike G. I love Odd Future. One of my biggest inspirations, by I the way. Love Odd Future, dude. But uh, yeah, I got a little. I got a Tyler. Yeah, I saw that too. It was like. It's not an album or anything, but yeah, Tyler, Tyler's, yeah, bro. He's, he's a big inspiration. Just people like him and like Mac Miller mm-hmm. that like, you I know, produce their own stuff and just like wildly creative, great personalities. Um, but yeah, so dude, I'm really all over the place right now, but yeah, That's I was, right. I started writing around then and then around my junior to senior years when I started producing and just that journey especially since i started producing just that journey from then i just really been like just coming into you know myself and like kind of not necessarily finding like my one concrete style because i just like the way i talk is the same way my music is i bounce around a lot i have a lot of different feelings that just hit me out of nowhere (laughs) and you got a lot of dynamic contrast in your music thanks man when when I've seen you perform, it's it's a lot of quiet and loud, and I think that's super important in music. I really appreciate that, yeah, because I, I really try to drive that home. That it's like I have a true duality to me. It's like I have that person that's like lit as fuck, you know. That's like sometimes angry as fuck. I have that inside of me, but it's also like I have that loving side. I have that cyber that's very. I like to contemplate things, you know. I like philosophical shit. So I just I try to like hit all of these different you know feelings and make like a visceral experience but you're a you're a sensitive savage yes <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that is definitely that's accurate but yeah man just in the past year alone i've grown a lot and just like understanding that it's not all just making the music either it's also putting it out there and networking um you know what i mean just like showing people who i truly am because you get a good idea of that from listening to my music but like that's why I appreciate you giving me this opportunity because, like, hearing me speak, a lot of people in Columbus know Pi, but they don't really, like, they've never had this opportunity to, like, you know, sit and talk to me. So, yeah. And I became Pi because a lot of people don't know this. Um, my birthday is March 14th, 1998. Mm, okay. And 1998 is also the year that a movie called Pi came out, hmm. which I found out through my cousin, Trey. Uh, he sent me a song called uh or not a song album by uh jedi mind tricks okay and there's a song on it called i want to say it's speech cobras and they sample that movie pie and he just he talks about like having his eyes bandaged because his mom told him not to stare in his son when he was little and he did he went blind for a little bit he's like i was terrified alone in that darkness and then slowly the light started like coming in through the bandages and then you know eventually i could see again but like something inside of me had changed and as soon as I heard that, Damn. I was like, holy shit, I have to see this movie. And then I found out it was Pi. I was like, yeah, that does it. My birth year, yeah. my birthday, I'm Pi. Like, the world is telling me. The world is literally speaking to me through art that I am supposed to be Pi in my art. And the cool thing about Pi is also the idea of just it being infinite. You know, the number having every single thing that's ever happened, ever will happen, ever could happen within it somewhere just really fucking it's really cool it is and i'm a pisces which is pi and ah. the the album or more of a mixtape but pisces that was like playing mm-hmm. off of that i remember we had that conversation yeah where i explained it to you but yeah, yeah. 
you, my sister has the same birthday as you. That's really? Funny. Yeah. Dude, I love meeting people that have that birthday. There's this guy named Cruz who I know through Skinny Boy Q who also has that birthday too. He's a cool ass dude, both of them. But yeah, man. My birthday is always the first day of school. <laughs> hey man it's right. like <laughs> august 26th man we're it's, back it's up. we're back baby that's what that means bro uh, back here to learn because i'm schooling these motherfuckers you know what i mean <laughs> that's what i'm saying bro out here master teacher status in this bitch <laughs> i level up at the beginning of every single school year man <laughs> you pass go before everyone else <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Get that starting bonus. Swear <laughs> collect the 200. I'm gonna need that from everyone in here. <laughs> Teachers, too. <sighs> How was New State, man? I didn't get a chance to check that out. Dude, it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, they, so, uh, so here's just a rough timeline from my personal experience. They were doing the hard resets, the things that Raiden was doing. Yeah. And, um, at first... They were being, you know, kind of like a little, a little rough and overbearing, understandably so, with the with the pre the cautionary measures, and then they started to kind of ease up, and then at the third one, I wasn't there, but I was told from a couple people that it was like getting it was getting pretty crazy, and because um, I saw videos of it, and I guess they were not happy about that. So the next time I was there, which was that event, they were really locking it down, like. If they had a certain amount of people out back or inside for the performances, you know, they'd be like, hey, like, you can't, you can't go to the so-and-so place until, you know, some people clear out or whatever. Yeah. And, like I said, it's understandable, but aside from that, everything was amazing. The producer showcase was really cool. I'd never seen anything like it. Shout out Sam for doing that, because that's just, like... It's such a great idea and it's such like a big thing because producers don't get the the spotlight that they deserve you know what i mean it's like you're hearing their work but it's like you're not like seeing them and even if you hear the beat tag you can ignore that you know that mm -hmm. to a lot of people that's just part of the beat yeah mm -hmm. they don't know what that they don't know what that is so that was really cool the vendor there i, I bought a flannel off him he's a cool ass dude that's cool um easy co um, oh uh, yeah, 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 Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's cool dude. Be on, uh, episode ninety nine, actually. So oh, that's what's up. That's scheduled a long ass time from now, but uh, he's gonna be on ninety nine. Yeah, man. What are we gonna do for episode one hundred, Corey? It's gonna be. Uh, oh, I don't know if I should announce this. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that was close. Fuck it, I'll announce it. Whatever. Hey, um, we're gonna be doing a best of uh, montage. What, bro? So it's not gonna be an interview. It's gonna be, I'm gonna be going back through the old episodes and splicing together episode, uh, moments like, uh, Acid in the Water Supply. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> that, uh, you know, a particular Zay Crypto said to a politician. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, a quick recap of that. Yeah, I was about to say, I need <laughs> you don't mind. <laughs> Are you okay with me telling about I this? I love this story. I need yeah. to hear so, this. Uh, around episode 36 or something, we had a uh, Morgan Harper on. Do you know who that is? This sounds really familiar. She ran to represent third district of Ohio uh, in Congress. She like we're in the third district right now. Okay, like in national Congress. She didn't win, but she's a she really win, cool though, person. Shout out Morgan Harper. Um, she was running against Joyce Beatty for that. Um, she yeah. came on okay. for about half an hour. It was really cool. And like midway through the interview, I don't even remember the context. You know what else I said? I I was said something about um, killing all the boomers and. <laughs> 
And you know what? I saw something in her eyes which was like <laughs> which resonated with that. <laughs> oh my god, bro. She's like 36 or something. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Yeah, we just need uh we just need a hundred Morgan Harpers in office and the country will be doing just fine. We it's need- true, man, they do. Well, it, well, I forget the context, but at some point, uh, he said something to the effect of, yeah, I think we should just, like, put tabs of acid in the White House water supply. Or something yeah, like that. I oh, just, my goodness. Acid. To that extent. And she thought... And she, and she was like, I didn't hear that. Or something, yeah. something like... Like, I just, I can't even yeah. respond to that. <laughs> and I said something like, she didn't say that. It was a crypto. He said that. Like, I was trying to cover your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. But um, that's pretty hilarious. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the first moment that yeah. I put on that montage. Yeah, good. It has to be yeah. for good reason. That's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, bro. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing like something like that though, because dude, I love seeing like montages of best of. Really? You know? Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. Because I was I was worried people might like not be interested. But... Nah, dude. I I feel like if anything, you know, it might draw in like people that aren't like typically podcast consumers you know mm. what i mean and like kind of like help convert them because like i feel like okay. a lot of people are looking for podcasts but they don't have enough people around them that are like showing them podcasts you know what i mean because there's so much you can learn from podcasts that's fair yeah i think the problem with podcasts too is so many people have podcasts the the market is oh, so yeah. saturated yeah that, like it always gets to be that point it's like it's hard to find quality when most people are starting podcasts just trying to get rich yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, people actually like really put their heart and soul into it and try to create something like u- unique. Is like, you know, where it's podcasts or music or anything like that. Speaking of not making money on podcasts, um, <laughs> <laughs> if you sponsor this show and you, or well, okay, if you're listening to this episode and you have a business and you want to get an advertisement out there, if you sponsor this show, all the funds will go straight to CCCG. So, mm. uh, just letting you know, thirty-five bucks gets you a month. And that will go straight to the Columbus COVID, Columbus Creatives COVID grant, and that will be going to four or five creatives in Columbus, five hundred dollars each. Hell yeah! yeah. So y'all go donate y'all to know that. about that. Straight up, okay. Straight anyway. up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see here. How has COVID impacted you as an artist? Oh, it's actually helped me a lot. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Aside from not being able to perform live, because I was halfway through the Pisces mini tour, my first one ever, I missed out on going to Cleveland and Cincinnati, which I haven't oh. been in either of those places, like, mm-hmm. period. But I got to go to Dayton. That was pretty cool. That was, like, That's the cool. last one I got to do. I met a lot of great creatives there, and it was just a vibe. But, yeah, other than that, man, I've had a lot more time to, like, sit with myself and reflect in an introspective way and a retrospective way and not only not only has that helped me like as a artist but it's helped me as a person in general you know um i feel like it really was like a kind of like a break that i needed and i got laid off of my job which i was planning on leaving anyway so i was i was making money off unemployment that was like more than what i was making there i was like what the fuck is this dude ridiculous yeah and i was like you know, of course it felt good to have that it's a blessing it's like i wish they would have done the same for people that are working right but you know what i mean like i i just I, either way you know i was appreciative of the fact that you know things still ended up working out for me in the end because at first i was fearful i'm not gonna lie like 
and it takes a lot for something to put me into any state of fear you know and I, I I conquered that I conquered a lot of things with myself and you know I, I had a chance to really like work on music more and you know spend that time like conceptualizing and cultivating a lot of different things musically and for my own you know my personal health my spiritual health a lot of different things like that so I'd say overall this has been a blessing in disguise for myself and maybe for a lot of other people in the world whether they realize it not or realize it yet or not like you know as, as much as bad that you know is happening from this it's a ripple effect there's good as well so it's like I, i'm trying to you know help people focus on that so a lot of people get lost in the bad things that are going on it's the way our brains are kind of wired i do hope that through all this it shakes people up and breaks them out of their routines and just causes kind of a massive shift in the way we operate yeah it's like a conscious awakening and that's like that's that's a big reason why you know it it worked out for me so well because i needed that break i needed it so bad that's why i was gonna leave my job anyway because i wanted to focus on music more so it's like dude i don't even know it's, it's just like divine like yeah. how the fuck how did this work out this well and just because i put my trust into it i didn't freak out too much i didn't try to force anything I was just like, I need to calm down, I need to breathe, and learn more, and just take action of my life. So that's what I've been trying to work on. And I've been donating to a lot of different things. You know, I've donated to a few different things for the, the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, I donated to your guys' grant, because, like, things Thank like that, know. no problem, man. Like, things like that, I donated to Matter News, you know, I'm, like, I'm trying to help more people out. Like, that abundance that I've been receiving, I'm trying to give that to other people and mm. help people, you know. Hell like. Yeah. I don't know, just have more, like, faith in the fact that things will work out in the end. Yeah, this is seeming like a lot of new beginnings for a lot of people. Yeah. Like a hard reset that a lot of people needed. Yeah, it did help me with my music in a way, too. It made me start focusing on the instruments and my music more. That's awesome, man. I was learning, I was practicing guitar a lot during quarantine. Like, yeah, a lot. outlets like that are great, you know? And, like, even even, like... Aside from all of that, let's say you're you're an artist who writes lyrics. Like, if you haven't had anything to talk about before, you have so much you can talk about now. <laughs> you know what? I actually have had a real hard time writing lyrics during Corona. Really? Mm -hmm. It's not really like. It's more just like me um, being in a rut creatively. Yeah. Um, but I haven't actually been focusing on lyrics at all this year. Like, it's just been the production side for me well yeah if you're if you're making all of that yourself you know it's like it's equally as important if not more important because like that's that's the foundation which you're laying the lyrics upon you know what i mean and yeah. the better that is the better lyrics you're gonna like draw out of yourself through it honestly it's easier for me to write lyrics if i make the beat i don't know why same. but it's same because yeah. you understand it it's like uh something jonesy said on the episode i watched with him and he said how he said it's like a puzzle mm -hmm. like that's really what it's like man and when you and when you set the foundation for that puzzle yourself it's like yeah it's a lot easier to put it together you know it's obviously like you don't know how it's going to be when you first go into it but it's it's beautiful when you know ever since i learned how to produce it made me better at rapping because i understood beats more i understood how to ride a beat a lot better and just like whether it's like the kick or the the hi-hat or the melody it's like writing and like writing that and just like existing within it Shout out Jonesy real quick. Yeah. For real. He's a great dude, man. I haven't really 
got the chance to like talk to him a whole lot yet him and asia and uni shout out to him formerly nellum yeah sam again a lot of a lot of the creatives i've seen in columbus uh joseph keith mm. a lot of these people keith, are man. big inspirations to me you know yeah dude for sure shout out asia asia was so fucking supportive of me really on my sh- on my first show she seems like a very supportive person yeah mm-hmm. she just came up to me after i got off stage and she was like she just gave me all the energy i could ever need i feel like yeah she's a great hype man yeah. for sure or hype woman but yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember her. Like next time I go on stage, I'm gonna carry that energy she gave me. I'm gonna Got really to, I'm gonna really try to do what she told me. She was like, she was like, you come out there like I'm a fucking god. That's, <laughs> yeah. what that's what I'm saying, bro. Like that that's how I feel too. You know, because there's certain performances like like I just I put it all out there and I just like the the energy people give me like, bro, oh my god, like I fucked with that so much. Your energy is just like, yes, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Cause like a lot of times, a lot of times I'll get done performing and I'm like, you know, of course there's a lot of things I did right, but instantly my brain's like, okay, you could have worked on this, you could have done this better. But when you get those affirmations, it's like, yeah, you got to carry that with you, bro. Cause being an empath probably helps your performance too. Yeah, it can it can help it or it can hinder it. You know, it, like a, a lot of it is like just quite literally what's going on around me. Cause I've had shows. Um, you know, most of them I've done have been in Newark. Uh, Sam was doing new work shows at the Somewhere Else Bar, and it's like when you're around so many people you know and you've known for a long time, their interpersonal issues can you know affect or mm, can yeah. affect me, and like even in a subtle way can throw me off. But I'm getting better at just like you know what I mean, just taking that, just throwing it on my shoulder. You know, tonight's not about that. Tonight is about it's not about me either, really. It's just about taking that energy and that creative passion and just fucking inspiring people with it and that's like a big thing i'm gonna do for nork is um try to build sort of like a art scene there and like more entertainment and things just outlets because like so many kids in newark just don't have shit to do man there's so much just people just doing drugs going to parties fucking that's really most of what's going on there and don't get me wrong like i don't want to take anything from it because it's like you know what I mean? There's a lot of people there with potential, but a lot of people aren't either haven't realized that potential or they do and they're just like, they're not doing shit with it because they don't have a lot to, you know what I mean? Like, my my music career hasn't really gone anywhere until I started, you know, I met, I started working with Sam and I started like meeting people in Columbus and all of that. And I love the fact that people from Columbus, like, they don't even... Like, even if I tell them I'm from Newark, they treat me like I'm from here. Hmm. That is I mean? true. Yeah. people. Nobody treats me like an outsider here. And it's like, that's what I love. You know what I mean? And that's how I treat people that come to Newark. Because no one's an outsider anywhere. We, none of us fucking own any bit of this planet. We're all coexisting here together. Yeah, like, we typically don't interview people that are, like, from out of state. But we, we've interviewed people from now in Newark. Cincinnati, yeah, Cleveland, Dayton, you know. We're, I'm cool with wherever in Ohio. I feel like everywhere in Ohio is kind of Columbus to Columbus people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes, yeah, that makes sense, honestly. And, yeah, just seeing that, like, unity and feeling that energy of just acceptance, man, it's such a great thing. Yeah, there's a lot of love in the city. That's one of the biggest reasons I'm glad I'm in Columbus. Yeah, man. 
That's why. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Should Should I divulge my ultimate plan, Zay? Uh, no, I think I, I think I think you should keep the people in the dark. Should, you should keep that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll, but I'll, just so you guys know. Corey has something really exciting. I actually announced the food show last. Sorry, if anybody just hurt my neck. That was a lot of pops. Oh, that's cool, dude. I do that <laughs> constantly. It's terrible. Well, you were talking about the, you were talking about the food show. Dude, this helps a lot. I feel like just pull it over like that and just eat with yeah. ease. Just just like ease it over. Yeah. Damn. This is like reminding me of how uh, Joseph Keith showed us how to flare the heel on an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I recommend practicing yoga sometime. Really? I I never got into it my whole life, but just recently my girlfriend started, so, you know, naturally I was like, all right, I'm going to try that. And um, That's cool. There's this girl, it's Yoga with Adrian. She's on YouTube. She has very, like, comprehensive, like, little videos that help you a lot. And, um, dude, it's, I feel so much better than I have been. Like, really? Not that I felt bad, but, like, you know what I mean? It's just that little, like... There's a next level unlocked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm getting my flexibility back slowly and things like that. Like, dude, it just feels good. It, like, it's it's tough. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy. But, yeah, yeah man, she she's definitely, like, or there's, you know, there's other YouTubers that do it as well that, you know, you might vibe with more. But Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's probably, like, ranges of motion in my body that I do not have access to that I didn't think I needed. Dude, I'm telling you, you know? <laughs> flexibility, just like the mindset of flexibility and on the physical level of flexibility is like super important. You know, like the Bruce Lee, like be like water. It's like, mm. that's what water is. It's flexible. It's adaptable to anything. Yeah. It takes no shape, no form. It's just whatever it needs to be. Yeah. It's fucking cool, man. But yeah, um, I've been practicing yoga a lot. Like even there was a EDM show, uh, Sam had in Newark at that somewhere else bar recently and I was just there dancing for hours like yeah. straight like probably like two hours maybe a little bit more but like Damn. you know what I mean I was I was sore when I got up in the morning and I did some yoga and then like it's not like it just took it and made it disappear but like I it didn't bother me anymore it was like yeah my body's fine it was you like know, taking good. throwing the, the the hit next to you yeah 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 like it just yeah. like I felt I felt good. I was able to just like you know move and go go throughout my day without that like hindering me in any way, any small or large. Oh yeah, man, it's a great thing, man. It's like treats your body as like instead of just thinking of all these like individual limbs and things like that. It's like one solid unit. We are about an hour and five minutes in. Just felt like this felt like twenty minutes. That really to be was. A this short has been breezing by, bro. man. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Just got a, la a couple, a couple uh, last minute questions here. Yes, sir. What are your plans for twenty twenty and beyond? Situation allowing. Hoping we get that vaccine in November. So, twenty twenty. <laughs> by the end of this year, I would love to have like. Because I mean, I kind of like wanted Pisces to be my debut project, but. It didn't quite hit that mark for me. Mm. And um, just because, like, you know, I want to, like, I want to have something special. I want to have something that's just, like, I feel strongly has not been done before. Whoops. That was a cool little... Was that Discord? That's Discord. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I would like to have something like that. At least, like, I want to have... You know what I mean? Like, a lot of it done by the end of 2020. I'm not going to force myself to have, like, a deadline if I don't feel like I'm going to reach it. Mm -hmm. But that's something I really want to do. And I'm working on an EP right now called Don't. 
And the idea is like you put the word don't in front of the titles of the songs. So hmm. it's like, for instance, I have an a AMV I'm working on that I previewed on my Instagram like a, a couple weeks ago. And this, the title of the song is uh, like Zone 314, but it's also Don't Sleep On Me because it's like three mm, Zs yeah. and then O-N 3.14. I like that. Yeah, when I thought of that, I was like, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> it was like it just cool. came to me. Cause that it, is really, that's dope. Thanks, man. Yeah. So uh, I have Don't that I am in the process of working on, trying to get visuals, like I said earlier, getting a website figured out. And um, yeah, uh, in terms of like beyond 2020, like I was saying, uh, just starting to like build that in Newark, like just that, that scene slowly and that drive for people because there's a lot of people around me in Newark that are, you know, either making music or want to make music. And it's like, you know, we could do big things and we don't have to necessarily like, it's not like I am expecting anyone to just stay there. You're free to do whatever you want. And I'm probably, you know, I'm going to have to expand. I'm going to have to go to other places and like bring that back. Mm -hmm. What I've learned, it's not like I can necessarily just stay there the whole time, but you know, we can build something there, something for the kids at the very least, you know, just like make it a better place. You know, be the change we want to see and um i just want to progress down that road of self-mastery you know mastering my thoughts emotions um getting in touch with that spiritual center and truly like having that manifest throughout my life and bring me more abundance of just blessings and knowledge i can teach to other people you know Hell yeah. just things like that how can people find and support you so my Instagram is I'm that pie guy. I M T H A T P I G U Y. I don't have the exclamation point in that because I made it before I made that decision, and also it's just I feel like that kind of like makes it a little bit more confusing than it already is. A lot of people when I tell them like my Instagram, they're like I'm that pig, pig guy, or yeah. like things like that. A lot of people do that, bro. Like I didn't, I did not consider that when I was making that name, but I could see where they would, you know, I could see how they would do that. But that's um. That's what it is on Instagram. SoundCloud's the same exact thing. It used to be my birth date, but I changed it. Um, my Facebook page is just that pie guy three one four. My YouTube is Almighty Pie. Almighty Pie. Almighty Pie. Very nice. Yeah, I just I can't stick to one thing. I guess <laughs> it's too hard for me. <laughs> but yeah, all that shit. Um, websites coming. It'll be Planet of Pie nice that, like that's Very coming cool. as soon as i can possibly get it out i'm gonna take my time with it you know me and harbinger are gonna make that shit we're gonna hook it up nice and um i think that's about it i mean i do have a little bit of older music on spotify apple music and all that shit through distro kid but yeah it's older music so i mean if you just want to look up pi uh i have a project called full circle i have principle of polarity a few other things so if you guys want to check that out, it'd mean a lot to me. I don't expect you to, because the new shit I'm about to be coming out with is going to, I'm telling you. Mm. Hell yeah. You have any last minute shout outs to make? I feel like I made a lot of shout outs, but uh, I'll do a couple more. Shout out the Solo Players group. I met them through um, one of my like best friends, like my sister, Alicia. Her mom, Marie, is with one of their... Uh, members his name's Don he goes by D Smith so shout out to them they uh, perform a lot of Newark shows they're Columbus natives so you know they do shit up here as well 
shout out my dude Dom. Uh, he goes by Sideshow. I'm helping him, you know, get started up with all of his stuff. Um, I have a group of friends. Uh, one of them is Leo, who I mentioned like way earlier. Uh, BRB is like kind of like the group Bong Rip Boys. Nice. <laughs> that's like that's very much a work in progress. But shout out to those guys. <laughs> They're cool ass people, man. Um, you know, shout out my mom. Of course. Shout out God. Shout out you guys, because you, you guys have definitely, this has been great conversation. Um, shout out Cassie and Jalen and all they're doing. Mm. You know, I'm not super involved in that stuff, but the more I've been learning about it, I'm just like, I super appreciate people that do that hard-ass work. Shout out Sam mm. Rothstein. This mm. man has helped me fucking do so much with my life. And, dude, I, I don't want to keep going. It's going to take forever. But <laughs> shout out Columbus, man. Shout out all you guys. And... Thank you for all the love. There's so many new things coming. Hell yeah. All right. Before we wrap up, I'm going to uh, elaborate on the plan that I was about to mention earlier. So I did mention this in Dan Seabree's episode, but this might actually come out uh, before Dan's episode. Okay. So, and I would like you to be involved in this to some extent. Okay. I would like everyone in Columbus to be involved in this to some extent, however much we can. Might have to start saying no to some people, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the, here's the plan. So, uh, if anybody in the audience has watched, uh, like, Fuck That's Delicious, or, oh, yeah. say, like, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, you know, shows like that. I don't know if I got that order correct. But, um, food shows, where you just go around, you fuck around, you eat food. Yeah. You know? So, Columbus has a lot of really cool restaurants. It does. It's a testing market for a lot of America when it comes to the food industry. This is true. We have the original Wendy's. Like, straight up. I did not know that. Shout out to Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck Dale is. Dave. Dave? It's Dave Tom. <laughs> you meant to say Dave. Dave, you had so much confidence. <laughs> My friend told me that the new guy is named Dale's. So, oh, the new guy? The new guy. Who the fuck is the new guy? Uh, shout out Dale, I guess. Shout out, oh. Dale. Shout out Dale and Dave. Damn. All right, yeah. cool. You know, but. if I'm wrong about that, then you can blame my friend Josh. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> shout but, out Dale, dude. So if anybody's ever seen shows like that, we're doing a show called Gab Street Eats. It's going to be high quality. We're getting a production team behind it, boom mics and all that shit. Uh, we're going to be taking guests just like we do in this show uh, out to restaurants. We're going to be eating and reviewing food. We're going to be fucking around. It's going to be less of an interview and more of just a conversation, you know. Um, and we're going to have uh, Marty McFly from uh, the Emperor Chaz, who has a, a, an extensive culinary background. He's going to be part of the show as well. He's going to be asking the chefs questions in the kitchen, shit like that, because I am less culinarily gifted. Uh, so covering that half of things. And we're going to be just uh, putting on for some restaurants around town, getting them some uh, some promo, getting them some eyes, and just having a lot of fun doing it. You know? just want to put on for every part of Columbus. So uh, reach out about ad spots now, because they're going to be going. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds really dope, man. We do need sponsors, though, so reach out uh, if you are interested. Um, we will be accepting sponsors for the production of that show uh and if you're interested in being on it as a guest or if you would like to co-host at some point 
um, please send us an email, gabstpodcast at gmail.com, and we will get back to you on that. Keep donating to CCCG. Thank you for putting that, uh, putting all those funds in there, putting that energy in there. We are going up until the end of August. Then we'll be announcing the winners on episode 81 or something. I don't know. But thank you for listening this week. We'll be back at you next week as usual. Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. We'll see you then. Wonderful evening, morning, whenever you see this.